Hola, and welcome to Word to Your Mama. Word to Your Mama is a podcast about the life of a Latina creative, that's me, and the lives of my amazing multicultural tribe, a celebration of shared experiences navigating this dynamic world. There will be special guests, mad laughs, and absolutely no BS. Segments by the Supernatural Bear, that's my little man, he's 10 going on 40 because he's an old soul, but other than that, this podcast will be explicit. Please believe it. Now, why do I have a wide range of peeps on here? It's because I come from the music, art, and Web3 industries. Word to Your Mama comes out every Monday. This is episode 133, and today we have Isaac Chaco Ruelas. Chaco for the short. So we recorded this in April, and we were coming off of the heels of their 35th born day. They share with us how it was being or is being a first gen Latinx gender non-binary artist born and raised in Los Angeles. We also go into how their artwork was the first NFT that I ever purchased in life off of the Tezos chain. When we met a little bit over a year, year and a half ago now, probably and then we get into their journey on how they got under that concept of being raised to be a, a worker, right? To continue to elevate, but to continue on that that road of stability and working and how they were able to incorporate dreaming bigger than that and becoming different from that if that makes sense. We talk about being first gen, navigating these spaces and becoming the bridges, right? Being the remixes as we get into that. So this episode was recorded in April, April, like I like I mentioned. And because there's a lot of work going on with uh, Word to Your Mama uh, on the back end, where we are, we moved to a new platform, right? So that's why I took this long to release it. And it just happens to be June like that was just a happy coincidence so yes let's get into this and don't forget after this is a supernatural bear corner so it might be a ditty might be some words of wisdom from a 10 year old going on 40 and then we got the outro so let's get into it yeah I love that cook because that's how I know you Chaco muchisimas gracias for being here there's a long time coming we're we were Supposed to do this in 2022, but you know what? We're doing it when it's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is the right time. This is the right time. So, como estas? How have you been? Oh, man. I've been good. And this is kind of like a, definitely been a year of transition. And Mm. um, I just turned 35 and like my numbers are three, five and eight. So 35 is definitely um, kind of like a a big year and I've been feeling it. So um, lots of transition, but lots of good things happening and um, I'm excited. And also it's like scary, you know, doing yeah. new things. Well, first and foremost, uh, Philly's born day, you know, uh, you. now that it's happened, 35, that's nothing to especially um you know being a person of color and you know making it this far and 
Not only are you surviving, you're thriving as far as I can see. You know, we haven't seen each other in almost a year now, right? Because mm-hmm. it's going to be like the anniversary. But um, yeah, Feliz Born Day. And transitions are, if it's worth it, it might be hard and scary. Like do it scared is something that we've been talking about recently. And it's just like, because you don't know, it's unknown, right? Mm-hmm. But that's, I think that's a sign that it's, it's something of of worth, right? Like transition is happening, um, good or bad. You know that the outcome is going to be good. So, Chaco, you know you're out and about now. Uh, if someone comes up to you or you, someone's introduced to you or whatever at an event, and they say, "What do you do?" Give us. Oh man, I usually go. Um, I do. <laughs> <laughs> It depends the context. Um, in Same. in terms of like the art world, I'm an artist. I do photography. I do painting. I write music, and also I curate shows. I think most people kind of know me as a curator, and mm. um, so that's what I would say in that kind of space. And then, if I'm more in kind of like a neutralish space, I say I'm an artist in general. And then I um, talk more about like the consulting work that I do um, around diversity, equity, and inclusion work. Um, So it kind of depends. And if somebody has time, I tell them everything. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, nice. Yeah, I just find it interesting because I, you know, my my tribe is pretty dope and mm-hmm. the people that I have on here were all creatives of some of some sort, right? So I always find it interesting to see how we describe ourselves. Because I think one of the many through lines in this podcast is the nonlinear career path. Pero también is that you're we're all creative, but we we don't just stick to one lane, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we're multi-hyphenate. Da, 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 da. Like you do so many things, you just run down a bunch of things. Um, so I want to take it back to the beginning. Born and raised, tell us that. Born and raised in Los Angeles, here uh, specifically in Montevideo, where I was born, and then um, kind of quickly moved to El Monte, so San Gabriel mm. Valley, and this that's where. Um, all of like my mom's family lived, you know, how there's like, um, the, basically my grandma's house. Right. And that's See. where we all lived. <laughs> and so as soon as, um, I was born, which was like, kind of like right after my parents got married, then they moved into, um, the, my grandma's house in El Monte and then moved around a little bit, Baldwin Park, Covina, but always San Gabriel Valley. Um, and now, right now in Highland Park, because I've always kind of wanted to, to be a little bit closer to downtown. And so excited to be um, in L.A. proper now. <laughs> so how, you you know, being born and raised in L.A., how does that impact your creative work? You know, whether it's curating your photography, you know, your fashion, um, even your DEI work, like how does that impact? How do you think that, 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 you know, seeps through? Uh, for me, it's interesting because artistically, like I want to tell the story of what's happening right now. And that's how I got into photography. 
is like I want mm. to have a body of work that expresses what's happening right now like kind of post pandemic and just wanting to capture as much of that as possible especially in the art scene because I think we're at least from my vantage point in a really beautiful place right now where mm. there's a lot of latino artists a lot of bipoc artists and we're sort of coming together to have these shows and to create community that's been super powerful and I'm very grateful for all of those people that I'm getting to connect with and then also in terms of curating the shows like for me um I I do want to be inclusive so I invite you know all kinds of people to come in and as a curator I do focus on like who are the um the people here that are born and raised that need an opportunity uh, because there's lots of transplants you know and that's awesome See. that sometimes it feels like we're being pushed out and that like we don't belong here and so it's really important to me that we have spaces where we're telling our stories and then as a consultant it's really interesting um, my parents are immigrants um, my mom's like a lunch lady, my dad cleans pools, and then they, they do pastoring, you know, in like a little church, but not, it's all, all Spanish-speaking, immigrant church. And so I grew up, um, you know, not not so rich in, in money. And mm -hmm. uh, I bring that into my DEI work in terms of like the struggles that I face as mm. a Latinx person, as um, a gender non-binary, the um, offspring of immigrants, and just how it can feel like even my home is against me at times or, you know, yeah. doesn't want me to be here. And so bringing those types of narratives and, and realizations into that work as well, um, not to put down, of course, you know, trans transplants or anything that's not what I'm trying to do and there's a lot of us here that are really struggling to stay here and we want to stay at home and so you know bringing in those struggles I think a lot of mm -hmm. times especially the kind of companies I work with the bigger ones you know don't always understand the the struggles of people that are born and raised here and they hire people from other places and they bring them in you know like they pay for their moving, they help them do this, help them do that. Mm. And it's like, well, I know that a lot of us are born and raised here and we still need that same type of support. You know, even if um, we're, we're from here, you might think, okay, they're fine, you know, or they have something figured out. Um, and a lot of times, I mean, we don't have that much more figured out than, than other people, you know? Um, yeah. So that's how I like to bring that story and my story into into some of the work that I do and you also mentioned um the fashion stuff so I if what do I do write that question if I'm around like fashionistas or people that are into fashion <laughs> I do say oh I have a brand and you know for me that's a lot of that brand is um capturing my experience here in LA and mm -hmm. Um, that's a little bit different. Like I did grow up in more of a, it's interesting in a Paisa environment, but like religious Paisa environment, you know? So even telling that story of like Latinos that grew up in a very, my parents are Mexican, so Mexican and religious household. 
um, which is different than like the cholo narrative, you know, or sí. some of those more um, stereotypical narratives that we think about. So the the fact that you mentioned that, I wanted to see if we could talk, touch on that a little bit. Coming from like a paisa, like a Mexican paisa, like religious home, um, you're 35, you're a whole nother generation, you know, after me, but still we're in like, you know, your first generation. It's a lot of levels of things dealing with as, as a, a Latinx male in general, it like, that's different from you, but I'm saying like a male in general, that's a creative, that's a lot of levels of shit that you're going to get from your family. You being non-binary adds extra levels. If you feel comfortable, it's up to you. How did you reconcile that? How did you say, you know what? I'm still going to move forward and be me and authentic y todo eso within this environment of multiple crazy levels of being Latinx. Yeah, I mean, it's a journey, definitely. <laughs> like an inner journey, you know, to, to know and to accept ourselves. Um, and for me, um, I mentioned that my numbers earlier are three, five, and eight. Same. And so when I turned 30, um, and my birthday is on March 30th, so it's like 3.30, mm. and I'm born on 1988, so 3.30, 88. And um, <laughs> I, when I turned 30, I just couldn't live this old life anymore and um i kind of was like i need to step into a, a number of multiple identities because in a way i had this idea that i was like i always said before then if i was an artist like if i was an artist i would ah. do this like if i was an artist then maybe i would you know express myself a little differently like i would be you know doing shows going over here networking but because i had this really strong identity of being a worker because that's sort of just like what the culture the culture the cultural messages send to me and also yes. my family mm -hmm. like a trabajar a trabajar and when i was like i want to be an artist i want to be a freelance person you know anytime i mentioned it it was just like no 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 you need a job And so I had to break free of that identity that I'm a worker. And with yeah. my parents, you know, we've had, we have ups and downs in our relationship around um, what they believe, what I believe. And we still try to find a way to, to get along and to be respectful. I heard, um, I think it was Paul Rodriguez, the skateboarder. He, oh, he has a, I think, a tattoo like of Jesus. And they asked him about it one time and he said, like, Jesus is my gateway drug into spirituality. And so I try to have that, you know, mentality so that I don't become antagonistic. Like my parents raising me to be a very spiritual person has had great benefits. And it's something that I still bring with me. It's just a different type of spirituality. And so trying to keep the conversation that way where... We don't get into like the specific beliefs. <laughs> yes. Um, specifically for me, like the belief in hell. You know, I just think that yeah. 
when I broke free of that one specifically, it was like, oh my gosh, you know? And so I want people to experience that sometimes. And I don't, yeah. that can have like a negative impact. And so I try to, you know, just um, let people have whatever spirituality they want to have. And if people want to know about mine, then, you know, I share about that as well. Uh, and I found that that's a pretty good balance within my family structure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that because I think it's very important when people listen to this, whether it doesn't matter what age you are, um, where you are in life. There was three really important things that I feel that you mentioned in retelling that, you know, that's sharing that story with us. The first is what I would do if I was an artist. So then you had to step into that first, right? You had to do a lot of inner work. Mm -hmm. And that's first and foremost, right? Because I think as first gen, there's a lot of guilt put upon us for so many different things. Like, uh, you know, it's a whole conversation happening, like where we're not allowed to dream. Right. That's like, no, Mm -hmm. but for what? Like it's work, work, work and getting out of the mentality, Uh, accepting you are an artist, you are a creative person. And then accepting like, well, this is, you know, not what how I want to live. Like I want to be authentic. And then number, number three is being at a place, whatever inner work you did, it would, it allowed you, and maybe it has part to do, maybe how some people, some of us are born with certain capacities, right. To, to be patient and open and stuff. And it seems like you're that type of person to be like, they were hella religious, but the good, the positive of that was this, and I'm going to take this. And as my friend before on another episode, as first gen, you know, she said, she mentioned that people call us, they think of us as lost. Neither, neither. Yeah. Right. Like mm-hmm. we're lost. But she, she framed, reframed it in a great way. There were bridges. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and translators and connectors. And you were like, yo, I am at a place, you know, where I can be like, well, they did this, but they gave me this as a foundation i'm going to take it and remix it we're the we are the remix she said and i love that we are the remix right i love that we're the remix we're the bridges and the remix could we understand this we could take this i love that you've done i know it wasn't easy chaco i know it wasn't easy so i appreciate you sharing that so i've met you through the web3 space Mm You are the very first NFT I ever bought in life. Mm-hmm. So you're always going to be special to me. I, I you know, got my first wallet because of you. Da, 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 da. So photography is how I knew you first as a photo- as a creative, but as a photographer. Mm-hmm. How wh- how far back did that start? Were you always taking pictures? What was the route there? Like, oh shit, I'm a like I'm a visual, I'm a photographer. That's my my thing. Um, you know what? I always wished that I was a photographer. I was like, mm. like I knew people who took good photos, and I was like, damn. And I would try to take photos, and I always thought like these photos are not good. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, in the pandemic. Actually, I came upon this like antique film camera and I was like, well, let me uh, learn how to do film photography. And so I started to like study it, take photos and 
I found that whole process to be really fun. I think like um, with digital photography, for me, at least what was lacking was a process because mm. you can have it manual and, and just push a button and, uh, you know, connect it to your computer and there you go. As opposed to like a film camera where you have to learn about the different types of film, how that ISO impacts the settings, excuse me, the f-stop, the aperture, um, range of focus. If you're going to have um, uh, a flash, what kind of shutter speed, all of those processes. And even when you're done, you know, like you have to be really careful when, <laughs> at least on my, because I had it's an antique camera. Um, yeah. when you roll up the film oh, see. Yeah. and dropping it off and then you get the email with the digitals and I, oh, I print every picture I take. And so getting the prints, having physical albums, like all of that was just so much fun for me. And it took me a little bit of time, but I figured out how to take decent photos. And then I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with them. And as I started to learn about like Web3 and learning about the different types of art and artists, I felt like there was something missing. And that's where for me, I felt like I could fill in the gap there where a part of it was wanting to bring my community into um, the metaverse. And mm -hmm. people don't care too much, like in the art community. <laughs> um some spaces are getting to more like super cheap gallery they're really getting into it which is really cool um but i was like these people don't want to go get onto the metaverse but if we don't put anything on there the content yeah. is never going to relate to me that's how i was feeling right. i couldn't find any art in web3 that related to me and so that's where i was like let's do it i'm going to start just making nfts where i'm going to put literal pictures of people in my community onto the blockchain and as a narrative arc i have this character that i created that's the sarnopal um 69 and i started putting him in the film photos as a way to tell a story like you're talking about the whole idea behind that is that the sarnopal feels like they don't have a home and so mm. they're traveling looking for a home and that's why all the photos are like in different places. And when I travel, I take my camera with me so that I can kind of show like these are different places where the Sarnopa is going to see like, is this my home? Do I belong here? Um, and and I just kind of fell in love with that whole process. Uh, but I've always thought like, I wish I could take good photos. And it felt like this camera, as soon as I found it, it was like it unlocked something inside of me <laughs> yeah do you want to support original content that supports diverse voices why not support word to your mama you're listening to it right now become a patron head over to patreon.com wtym there are four patron levels to choose from including good looking out i'm down hell yeah and please believe it Benefits include patron shoutouts, exclusive patron-only content, and so much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash WTYM to take your support to the next level. Gracias.
Many of us have heard of the devastating passing of Hurricane Fiona through Puerto Rico, but not many of us know of ways, or better yet, trustworthy ways to help and contribute to those in need. Fiona a Través de los Ojos de los Niños is an NFT project featuring art made by children of the nonprofit school Flor de Loto in Ponce, Puerto Rico. Through their drawings, they've expressed their feelings and fears, which they went through the hurricane. You can help these children, their school, families, and communities by minting one of their NFTs at helppr.xyz. You can also help by sending crypto directly to their wallet listed on the website or do a donation through PayPal. The links can be found in the description. And to learn more about this initiative and how you can help, please visit helppr.xyz or via Twitter at helpprflm. It makes sense now that, you, you know, you've shared some of your story that, you know, it was like an old school camera. Like I have an old Pentax. That's how when I was I thought I was going to be photographer. For me, it was opposite. It was too much of a process <laughs> because I was like also developing in the F-stop. I was like, I just want to shoot. I just want to shoot. Like I, I, I love the shooting and, and framing and, you know, that. And so the process was too much for me. But it makes sense that like, you know, you're the bridge. You're the remix. So it's like taking something old school and using that, putting on something with the new, you're remixing it, right? And you're mm-hmm. the bridge between, and I, I love that. And, you know, one of the reasons I remember I, you were on a Twitter space and because I heard you on the Twitter space was the reason why I immediately went to buy. And I think I was DMing you. I was like, how do you do Because it was on Tezos. Mm-hmm. And because I was like, I want to enter this world, but... I don't know if I would be where I'm at if, if I'm thinking about it now, if it wasn't for you, because you were on that space talking about why you're on Tezos. It was less impact on the environment, mm-hmm. right? On that chain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you talked about your process and what it was. And when I looked at it, it was one of the ones that you shot in Mexico mm-hmm. in Mexico it was a, one of the pyramids. And then with, you know, the sad Nopal on it. And I was like, hell yeah, that makes sense to me. I can relate to that. The price is right. It's supporting you that I just met. I heard your story. You work in DEI. Like it all aligned on so many levels. I was like, yeah, I want to do this. So that's how I entered. So you're the first one. I have it. It's my, uh, you know, one of my favorites. It, 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 It aligns on so many things. So, so now let's get into, and we learn more from these sections coming up. The questions and comments. From the audience. So, this person wants to know how you keep your hair so thick and luxurious. Do you spread mayo on it? Do you know who this is before I say who it is? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is from one of, because of you, one of my new obsessions. This is from Triple Lex. Oh my God. <laughs> The model extraordinaire, he probably does other things, but I just see him as a as a model. Yo soy un modelo. Um Lex Orozco Cabral. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. So because of you, I, you know, you took these amazing photos, him on the cross thing, and did, I was like, who the who is this? Like this androgyny energy, like what is this? I need more. So then I started following him and I was just like, I am obsessed. And I think I told you, I was like, I'm obsessed. Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't know me. I'm like, he's probably like, who the fuck is this bitch? I'm like, harding shit. Like, say, hell yeah. Da, da, da. And then, you know, 
I was like, what does he remind me of? Like, why am I so like drawn to him? Um, Omira, legendary model. I was like, they're giving me the same energy, mm-hmm. right? And so I was like, if they ever do something together, my head would explode because it would be too much for me. So anyways, Lex wants to know, how do you get it so luxurious? Do you put mayonnaise on it? What's the deal? Well, first of all, shout out to Lex. <laughs> yes. Uh, he's an amazing model and also stylist, costume designer. Um, so that's where definitely all the swag comes from. And I'm so grateful for him. We do a lot of really cool collabs. We kind of like just get together and, and start brainstorming ideas, which is really fun. And then go out and see how we can make them happen. And in terms of my hair, honestly, I <laughs> I don't do anything. I But I wash it only once a week, you know, so I don't know if, um, what kind of impact that has. But um, I've just always had like really thick hair and it's definitely a part of my genes. And I was washing it like every day, you know, because when you have short hair, you, or for me, that's just what I was taught, like wash my hair, you know, every day. And as it started getting longer, um, I started asking people and specifically women, you know, more questions like, how do you take care of your hair? And like, I never used conditioner before, you know, like I use the like three in one. Like, I was going to say like pert plus or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like the for men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like it's it's shampoo, it's conditioner, it's body wash. It's body wash. <laughs> <laughs> so it was definitely like a little bit of a journey just to learn like how I can take care of my hair and like not have it be super dry and um and I braid it too all the time as a way of kind of containing it. I don't know um physically how that helps but spiritually and mentally i feel yeah. like the impact of spending that time braiding my hair and um i also like to do four braids and i identify as a detribalized indigenous person um and so as i've like studied and and learned more from books and friends around different types of uh native american spirituality philosophy i really like the um the medicine wheel and that's Mm. been like a huge influence for me um even in my art early on like almost everything had like some kind of uh medicine wheel vibe to it whether it was like explicit or not and so i really enjoy also doing like the four braids and i think about i don't know if you could see it but like from the top of my head it should be like a medicine wheel you know, like the lines, at least that's what oh, I see, imagine. See, see. Um, got it. Got it. That it looks like. That's amazing. So are you, are, do you and, um, do, what do, you, is, do they, is it Lex? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you, okay, Lex, um, are you guys, ha- what do you guys have anything in the works? Anything you can discuss that, you know, that collabos that you guys are doing? We did. Um, we just did a photo shoot for Nike, and so what? yeah, those see that photos is. were so fire. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but we're waiting on them. We send them to them like maybe two weeks ago or a week and a half ago to hear before posting them up. I'm really yeah. excited. We did like Boyle Heights slash Sixth Street Bridge, 
Um, you know, just uh, right now, I love all the different types of content that people are doing on the bridge. And so I, I wanted to participate in that. And then we have another one that we're like in the works of. And this one is just us. So sometimes, yeah. you know, like there's um, companies who want us to create some sort of content. And then we like to just make art, you know, the way that we think of it. And um, that one, oh, I don't know. I No, I can't say it because um, no, we're very secretive it. until say we do it. Because <laughs> even it. like um, that photo you're talking about, we started planning that one like six months before we actually took the photo, which was died. The concept was like um, him on the cross and the cross is um, the tow truck. And mm -hmm. so we were like very secretive. We were like not telling anybody. We, we would go out and try to look for tow trucks. And <laughs> we, we like couldn't find any. And we're like, but we're going to keep searching. And we, we still got to keep it under wraps. Um, and then when once we finally got those photos, it was like we were so excited. We, we put them out. And then a couple months ago, we saw that on the same day, two other artists posted up like the same kind of concept and so yeah we're you know biters we're gonna <laughs> yeah. biters um so that's where even we were talking we're like damn you know this is why we sort of keep our artistic ideas until we put them out really like tight um because you know it's not easy to to come up with concepts and um and to execute them and you know shout out to the other people definitely don't want to um, send any animosity towards anyone and um it, it looked very similar to what we did and i'm happy that we got mm, it first. coincidence or not <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna say the writers um no that that was that's when i was like who is what what is chuckle this i love this shit i love your photos already but i see the progression and like the different styles for different things right the different concepts, how you you don't just stick to one. I like that too, but I it's quality, right? And that's another thing. Like, there's chances as creators, creators curating, as creators giving space to other. It, we're not. I don't want to. I want to help. We all want to help, but I mean, we gotta elevate our shit as a people, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it has to be on par, above and beyond. We always got to be better, like. So it, just because you're, you know, BIPOC doesn't mean you're always going to roll. There's a time and a place for that. But when you're collaborating or you're working with someone, it's going to be level on level. Like, we got to up our shit, you know? It can't be the same shit. Like, you know, elements of that, but elevate it, right? right? Like, mm -hmm. make it bicep, but elevate it. Like, mm -hmm. if you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, because anyway, even with get... that shirt really quick from that Oh, yes, shop, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a the Mexican designer named uh, Barbara Sanchez Kane, and mm. their work is like psh, incredible and so that was a part of the thinking is like okay um, Barbara sent you know this really amazing beautiful piece and said will you guys create some art with it you know and and that was kind of like the basis of the idea um, is to continue to elevate the work we're doing and work with people who are, you know, making really beautiful quality art. Yeah. Because you're not trying to be something that you're not right. Like it's still, 
authentic, right? It's it's these concepts being on the cross, the remixing it on, on the total truck, and then shoot, and then again that next element of shooting it in a certain way where it's elevated, right? Like I love that. So I I love that stuff that you guys are doing. Let's get into the not so rapid fire questions, the AKA slow as hell questions. Chaco, are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> okay, three words to describe yourself. Uh, entrepreneur, uh, fun, and reflective. Love that reflective. That's a new one. I like that reflective. Next one. What's the best piece of advice you've received? Man, there's a bunch. And the one that comes to mind and that I often share as well is keep your head down. And when I first kind of quit my job when I was 30 and was like, I'm going to be an artist, I'm going to you know, live, chase my dreams, be an entrepreneur. Um, I was talking to a mentor of mine and he was like, all right, well, now it's time to, to put your head down and get to work. And so um, oftentimes whenever I see myself, you know, getting all heady, I'm like, this is not time to think. This is time to put my head down and get to work. <laughs> Exactly. I love that. I think those of us that will survive in any time or whatever happens to be, uh, it's those of us that, you know, we show by action and we keep your head down and keep it moving. And there's moments, you know, I'm a Taurus, uh, where I'm doing stuff and then it enters my brain and I just have to remind, no ego, no ego. Like it's bigger than me. Don't even, don't even do it for that fucking reason. Mm -hmm. Do it because you want to do it and it's bigger than you and da da da. Head down. Mm -hmm. Keep your head down and keep moving, right? Because those that talk about it a lot are usually the ones that aren't doing shit. (laughs) (laughs) And like, and like you say, like, let's keep it under wraps. You know, you, the project you're doing with Lex or anyone else, like, let's keep it under wraps and then be like, what are you working on? No, nah, I'm, you know, I'm working on things. And then boom, Shibuya all up in your face. Look at this shit. I already did this. Da, 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 da. Like, mm-hmm. I love that. It's like, oh, you know, I do by action. Like, I'm not going to talk. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Mm-hmm. Next one, Chaco. Song to get you hyped when you need it. What's your go-to? Oh What's your current gosh. go-to? <laughs> uh, my current go-to is... um. I would say I've been listening to Fuerza Regida. Oh my God. Shh. I was just, okay, okay. <laughs> my hands are sweating. My hands are sweating. Because <laughs> yeah. I was going to start singing. Baby. Yes. Is that him? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know why that entered my brain. Mm-hmm. And then you said, but what but, song is that the song? No, no, the song, that's a good one. Um, that one definitely gets the party going, which I enjoy. <laughs> um, but it's a song, como se, como se dice? Um, otra, otra Raya al Tigre. And that one, it's a collab with another artist I really like named Santa Fe Clan. And... Oh, he's going to be in the desert with uh, Snow the Product. I just saw that the, the yesterday. Oh, really? Ooh, yeah, at the new Acura, Acura, because I I didn't I don't I'm not familiar with his work, but I know Snow right, and I mean mm-hmm. I don't know her, but I know of her, and I was like, who's that? I literally just looked it up. I think it was this morning because they're going to be here in the desert. Yeah, there you go. Yes, I love it, and that song's really <laughs> fun. It's just in in English, it's another stripe on the tiger. You know, 
Perfect. So that song, I'm going to add it to our Word Your Mama guest hype song playlist that I have on Spotify. And it's like about four hours. I mean, we got everything. We got from punk to to we have different languages. Yeah, it's like I have about, you know, this you're the uh, I don't know when your episode comes out. So you're like the 126th, 27th episode. So we have about four hours of stuff. And it's so interesting because you have hype songs for different occasions, right? For different vibes and different things. And then I have people that are 20 something year old to like 50 year old. So the, the, you know, I got hip hop. I got everything. I got salsa. I got da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. But I think this is the first time I'm going to have something in that vein or the second time. I'm super excited. So whoever's the latest, I move their song up to the top of the playlist. So you'll see it at the top. So you'll see like the latest. Mm-hmm. So I'll, and I'll put it, it's always in the show notes, but yes, it, I'm freaking, the, my hands are still sweating. I'm free, I don't know why it just hit me. And I was like, and then you said, the, I was like, there's no way I go. Why is that even in my head? And then you said, I was like, shut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that song. I like it. Like when I'm out, I love it when they play it. Like everybody starts going just crazy and i love it um i have a couple of friends that are djs and so they do like a lot of electronic music but they're you uh-huh. know mexican and so they'll mix in some of the the corridos in there and every time you know it's like and then everyone's like ah! <laughs> i love it i love that song so i started listening to them and then i started I went to Rosario recently and it was my son, I mean, the Supernatural Bears first time. And then what I'm not into corridos, but now I am because of my trip. And it was that song and it was Bad Bunny. It was in all the corridos mm-hmm. nonstop. And I must have heard La, La Boda, Le, which, well, I can't say it. Mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That one all the time. Whether the band played it, the DJ played it, I don't know. And then I was like, we were like tired of it. But then when we got home, we we listened to it all the time now, like just because. And they play it at all the, you know, quinceañeras, da 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 And I love it. And I'm sure everyone's remixing. I would go crazy if I heard it in a, at, a, at a club. So that <laughs> is hilarious. Final question of the not so rapid fire questions, aka slow as hell questions. What will be your legacy? Hmm. Um. Hmm. This is this is something that like I have a couple friends that we talk about t- talk about this and and what we want to leave behind and um I think for me that's actually one of the things that really drives my art making is like wanting to have these objects that are telling a story again of a certain specific time and I even that's why I like making art about myself and my family is like you don't you there's a lot of artists I really love and it's like low riders, you know, and I just I, I love low riders and I didn't grow up around low riders. I didn't grow up listening to oldies. I didn't all these references that I really love and enjoy and, and I'm there, you know, at the shows. Cool, but um just the story of like again, the the immigrant or the the stun, you know, of pastors and that all the different ways like my parents would um have like a text thread you know and this is when you had to pay for each text message (laughs) for where the retenes were and as soon as they learned where where the police were stopping people you know getting on the phone sending out text blasts um 
to support our community. I grew up going to uh, downtown to to load up a truck full of um, food so we can go back to the neighborhood. And, you know, we had a little um, pantry slash, what is it called? Like a, I can't remember right now, but, you know, having food for the community where people would come once a week and pick up a bag of food. And so wanting to kind of keep that vibe alive that like we're more than just cholos. And even though we're not rich, like we give, you know, wholeheartedly. Um, and, And we don't see ourselves as individuals. We see ourselves as a part of the community. And if somebody's hungry, you know, bringing them in and saying, Hey, you know, you can come have dinner with us. There were so many people that lived in our house growing up, you know, and as a kid and as a teenager, I, I, I didn't like it. You know, I was kind of like, oh, because I never had a bedroom. It was like as soon as somebody came and they <laughs> needed a place to stay, it was like I was back on the couch, you know, and so that this person or people could have a place to stay. And um, that's what I want, kind of like my legacy and the stories, um, the story to be that we love each other. We're here to support each other. And, um you know, we don't we don't let each other go hungry or or sleep on, you know, without a roof over our over our heads and that type of compassion and um, I don't know if loyalty is the right word, but loyalty like to to the community and and to be of service to for all of us to have a better life is yeah. is I think where I would would hope to land. Well, you're already doing that. You're you know you're putting people on. You're you're holding space and also providing space um, on different levels with all your different work. I feel like, you know, you yourself are your own little ecosystem where, you know, the DEI work, the art, you know, the, the, the fashion, the photography, the other artwork as a curator, you are taking what you, what I, you know, from the outside looking in, the the basic foundation of being of service and putting that into all the things that you're into so it doesn't seem hopefully doesn't seem like work like it's work but it's not work like you know the mission's bigger than us i always say that now all the time especially on here and it, it's it's that of service in the community and i think with all of us as many of us thinking in that way and also that it doesn't change when you get big (laughs) because when you get big, you got that money, you got the power decision-making that's when we can make the real change. And I feel like all of us that are on this show have that in common. So muchisima gracias for everything that you've done, that you're going to do in the future. If there's, what are you working on? Tell the folks anything you want them to know and also um, how they can reach you. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at thisischackle69, and that's the best kind of place to see everything mm-hmm. that I'm up to. Um, this will be out probably by the time the our first film screening happens, which is going to be this Saturday, April 8th. Um, the Same films here. are, oh my gosh, so amazing. Like, even if you don't have a chance to be there because you're learning about this now, whenever this comes out, um, <laughs> Check out on my Instagram, look at Oscuro, the post, and just look at the artists, those the filmmakers that are tagged on there. 
such beautiful stories, so moving. I'm super excited to have a, you know, a kind of community movie night where we can see our films on a big screen. There's going to be a second screening on May 13th. Um, One of the films will be a repeat and then the rest will be new ones. So that'll be an opportunity to connect again. And then right now I'm in the works of getting a gallery with a friend of mine. And so be on the lookout for... Um, we're we're working on the name and all that stuff, but um, nice. that's going to be a kind of community space where we'll do community pop-ups, which is what I've been doing for um, the past year, year and a half. And so if you're an artist who's interested in showing, please reach out. For me, it's a goal to have artists that have never shown before mm. at these community pop-ups. And so if you've never shown before and you're not sure, but you make art, please reach out to me, hit me up on Instagram. I'd love to have you be a part of um, one of our shows. And also if you're interested in throwing a show yourself and are looking for a space, that's um, please hit me up. That's another way that we um, support the community is by you know working with people to, uh, to offer a space that um, hopefully is accessible and inclusive and um, we try to make it, you know, equitable as well and not have it cost like an arm and a leg to to rent yeah. out a space. And sometimes we also sponsor events. Um, so just like reach out without any hesitation around that. And um, a couple, you know, I also have my uh, brand. And so you can find that on Chacol, uh, X-A-C-U-L-T on Instagram. And I have my little bag my little sad yes bag. <laughs> um i'm making some <laughs> right now i also have like a couple other really cool drops um that are going to be happening this month i have this vest that i'm working on right now um love that and so i try to you know stay busy but you can find everything on on my instagram and we'll have all the everything that has been discussed in this episode in the show notes um that I wanted to mention before, um, the movie, the little, it was, I forget the name of the artist, but it was Lex was like the star and you'd film the little short where he's like his day in a life. Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you guys are a great combo. <laughs> like, I hope you guys stay in, in, in good spirits and good ties together. Cause I like the stuff that you guys are putting out together. So love that. I was like, I go, who shot that? I was like, Chaco, that's dope. Like, you know, the day in the life and it's these, like, when I tell you I'm obsessed, Lex, if you're listening, I'm obsessed with you. Obsessed. Um, well, we, maybe we need so, to get him on here. Oh my God, I would freak the fuck out. It's too much. So he's a stylist. We could talk offline. He's a stylist. That makes all the sense. Cause like he's like with the dope clothes and the da da da. I don't know what he did. Dope. Amazing. So, muchísimas gracias, Chaco. This has been a pleasure. Un placer. Um, and yes, all the links. Like, let's get it out there to, you know, felicidades on getting the space. Please keep me informed. Yeah. We could share that and spread that out. You know, this is the name of the space. This is the di- all the shows, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I'm excited now that, you know, shit's opened up for me and the way we live. And I've been going more to L.A. You know, hopefully I can make it when you're. When is the May thing? When May is the 13th. May thing? I'm a bit... Maybe, maybe. Because I'm doing, a, 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 I'm talking at an event there. So maybe. Yeah. So, but I'm excited to finally go to. 
Thank you. I'm I'm excited to maybe go to, you know, finally make it to one of your shows. Um, so yeah. Muchísimas gracias for your time. I know it was a shaky start because mama brain and, and stuff and the supernatural bear sick. So I apologize profusely, but let me apologize here in the publics. And, uh, you know, but thank you so much for the, you know, the patience in, in your time and excited to see, you know, what what Chaco does. Yeah, thank you. It's honored to be here with you. And I, I knew that the right time would come for us to do this. And um, please, please, please come to the shows. Um, they're not like any other art show that you've ever been to. The community there is amazing. Um, some people message me and say, when are you doing an art party again? You know, because it doesn't even <laughs> feel like an art show in the traditional sense. So please come out and check it out this summer. Um, it's a great community. I'm excited because everything is cyclical, right? And when I first stepped into being an artist, I was like, I'm not an artist. And then I was doing photography, blah, blah, blah. Back in the days, this was pre you, you you know, uh, downtown Crew West was started in Alhambra and then it was downtown Winston, I believe. And it, that's how it was. It was our people. It was, you know, different levels of stuff. I mean, man one, I've had him on here. I mean, mm. if it wasn't for him, I would have never had a, started my art career and shifted in such a way. I mean, he was a catalyst for so many things. But seeing the, you know, the IG stories and the photos and everything of the stuff that you go to. And now that I'm like, you know, venturing out into your web, uh, your network of people, that's the vibe. And that's why I want to go experience that again, because I was like, oh, they're bringing it back because, you know, he couldn't sustain it. It's a lot of work. You understand curating shit, dealing with you're an artist, but still dealing with artists sucks. And then, like, there's not a lot of money. So how do you sustain this in this new environment post COVID, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But when you make it that, like people are like, yo, representation, the right vibe, you can't fake that shit. Mm -mm. You can't fake it. Mm -mm. So people are starving for it because I was like, oh, we don't have that anymore. But it used to be a thing, you know, shut down the street, mm -hmm. big ass gallery, black and brown, all the color people. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? We had the graph. We had the high end. We had the da -da -da all mixed together. It's a recipe for amazingness. Mm -hmm. So you're it bringing it back. Yeah. It's back. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's back. been back. You brought yeah. it back. So I'm excited to, you know, to to experience that again. So yeah, muchísimas gracias. Okay. Finally, for reals, for reals, I'm leaving. <laughs> Thank you, Richard. I keep thinking I of shit. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> and now, introducing the Supernatural Bear Corner. Supernatural Bear. Hello, everyone. It is I, Supernatural Bear. And today, instead of my normal chit-chat, um, I am actually going to present a small work-in-progress song that I've been working on for around uh, three weeks now, I'd say. Um, called Peace Through Tyranny. It's for a musical episode of my Transformer series. And, um, no lines have been recorded for it yet, due to the fact that the actors who are going to play that haven't recorded them yet. So, yeah, the OST's done, though, so, yeah, uh, enjoy.
do. Shoobie doos. Yeah. There you have it, folks. Episode 133, Word to Your Mama with Chaco. Great episode. And yes, I am obsessed with Lex. And when you see the pictures of Lex and the pictures of Omira, like you're going to see, it's giving off the same energy, the same energy. Okay, so muchísimas gracias for listening, supporting. We are on the road journey to get this out to as many people as possible. I have dope people on here, right? Diverse voices, but dope diverse voices. Let's get that straight. Um, yeah, so there's a lot coming this year. And I'm also trying to get better with showing my face. You know, they're like, if you want to grow it, you got to show your face because they got to want to support you and blah, blah, blah. I'm trying. I'm trying. I, I just keep thinking, okay, uh, let me let me see what I can do. How can I do where I'm authentic and I feel secure? Because I'm posting more videos, if you notice. But it's videos of us doing the convos. So I'm in my element. I don't know. I'm not paying attention to the to the camera. I'm just I'm just moving and grooving, you know, being animated, making the weird faces, uh, moving my hands, uh, my eyes going all different types of ways, cockeyed and, and whatever. Right. But it, it's it's authentic. My voice is authentic. What I say is authentic. Like I, I can watch and be like, oh, I can see that. That's entertaining. That's kind of funny. I'm kind of funny sometimes. I'd love <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But then when I put the camera on me, myself, my phone or something else, and I'm after, I've purposely sh- pointed to me because I got to create content, that's not my seat. For those that do that, kudos to you. I, I'm not there. I don't know if I'll ever be there yet. So I'm trying to figure out my way. So anyways, the whole goal is to get this out to as many people as possible. So you know the deal. You know how to support, leave a review. That's free because, you know, for me, if it's free, it's me. You could also, you know, buy something from the store. You could also uh, buy us a whiskey via buy us a coffee. You could become a patron via Patreon. I mean, there's so many different ways. But another free way is tell your folks, tell your peeps, and tell your friends. Okay. As always, we reap. Word to Your Mama is owned and produced by Ritzy P. Intro beat produced by Nico Beats. If you want to know more, or you want to email us, you want to get the media kit, go head over to wordtoyourmama.com. Word to Your Mama is now part of the Latina Podcasters Network. And as always, Word to Your Mama is brought to you by ritzyperrywinkle.com. Make sure to follow Word to Your Mama on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you stream your podcast, or download the Latina Podcasters Network app.